Today's daf is daf kuf page page one hundred two in Masechus Yivamis, and we pick up from the final two words on daf kuf aleph amud beis Amar Rava. Rava says, "Let's remind ourselves. We learned previously that a court for um, for chalitza needs three people who are not exact dayanim." And these three people cannot be gerim. There are times where a ger can be a can act as a, as a dayan, but not by chalitza. Now, wh- why not? So here we go. Amar Rav Rav says, "Top of today's daf." Ger donas This that a ger in general, a convert in general, is allowed to be a dayan is a pasuk in the Torah. Shnemer, as it says, "Saim tosim You should place upon yourself a king. Who Hashem your God has chosen for you, from amongst your brothers, that's who you should appoint for yourself as a king. Which means uh, somebody who's going to rule above you. That has to be from somebody who's always been amongst your brothers. But a ger could judge his friend also who is a ger, meaning. This that we say that it has to be a born Jew who's who's uh, um, ruling over the other Yidden. That's a born Jew over a born Jew. But a ger is allowed to be uh, elevated, allowed to be raised up and be the king over other gerim. Um, and if let's say his mother is a Yisrael, then he could judge even a Yisrael. Meaning you have somebody whose mother is Jewish and his father's not Jewish, that's also called, you know, that's also called a, a born Jew, as we know, and therefore there's no issue whatsoever with that person being appointed to um, a, a position that has an elevated platform. But when it comes to Chalitza, you need, interestingly, both the mother and father born Jewish, and Amar Vinikrish might be Israel, and you'll be called his name in Yisrael, which means completely in Israel. Rashi says the Drosha is from both sides, both from the mother's side and from the father's side. Okay, so that's the, that's the source for, for, for our halacha. And now we're going to get back into how chalitza works. What's the actual process? Here we go. Amar Rav, Amar Rav Kahana, Amar Rav, Rav quotes Rav Kahana, who quotes Rav. Listen, this is beautiful. If Eliyahu becomes... And says, you're allowed to do chalitza with a type of shoe called a minol, shaymin lai. We listen to him. Okay. Now, what's a minol? A minol is more of a type of shoe that we're familiar with, type of shoes that we wear. It's softer. And a, a sandal, a sandal, as we're going to see, is something that's harder. Okay. So if he says you could do chalitza with a sit with a minol, shaymin lai. We know that already. <clears throat> However, if Elio and Abi were to say, ein cholzen besandal, you're not allowed to do chalitza with the yavam wearing a sandal. Guess what, says the Gemara? Ain shaymelai. We still don't listen to him. You know why? This is incredible, incredible, incredible. Shekvar Because this is what Klal Yisrael does. Since this is what Klal Yisrael does, okay? And it's coming, you know, it's, apparently it's coming from a, a legitimate place. Memela, therefore, we're not going to override it. We don't override uh, such a minug. In Klal Yisrael, it's such a hush of a thing. Sometimes you hear people ripping things that you didn't do, you know, as a whole. It could be things that take place, you know, when the rabbi speaks in shul or ches, whatever it is. Hey, where's the source? Where, it comes from the reform. It comes from the whatever. 
Yeah, if there's a way that Klai Yisrael does something, you have to be very, very hesitant before overturning it. And since the people do use a sandal, we will continue to use a sandal. Rabbi Yisif, Amar Avgan, Amar Av, we actually will listen to him if he says you're not allowed to use a minnow. Um, if he says, Okay? So different opinions as to what, you know, which shoe we have an established min again. What's the difference between them? The difference is, whether you, you can use a minnow. Everybody agrees that, you know, if Eliyahu is not coming, you could use it. The question is, what is the ideal type of shoe to use? Do we initially, is a minnow initially uh, a beautiful shoe, uh, a perfectly fine shoe to use? Or is it, uh, or it's, is it plan B? And that's going to be the difference between the approaches. Says the Gemara, according to the opinion, according to Rabbi Yisif, who says, you're allowed to do chalitza, even lechatchila, with a minnow, but we learned in a Mishnah, if you did it with a minnow, then it's kosher. That's what we said in our Mishnah. Now, what do you mean, if you did it with a minnow? That seems to imply, if you did it, it's okay. But ideally, you should not use a minnow. Now, according to Rabbi Yisif, it says you should, you should use it. The Mishnah seems to imply you don't do it. So it's a question on Rabbi Yisif. Answer the Gemara, who adin No. Our Mishnah agrees, you could use a minnow, a softer leather more of a standard type of shoe that we're familiar with. That, that, um, uh, I'm, so, I'm that to use a regular sack, the chalitz, if you use a regular sack, it's going to be puzzle. Which means it's puzzle even bidiyeved. It ain't going to work at all. Therefore, the ratio also uses that type of expression of bidiyeved. But it doesn't mean that really bidiyeved. Um, it doesn't mean that really b'diyeved, that's the, uh, that um, a minnow is only kosher b'diyeved. All right, we're just, we're just using the same exp- type of expression. Fine. It says the Gemara, You should know whether or not a minnow should be used. I said to him, are you a buck? Are you an expert with the teachings of Rabbi Yudah ben Beseir? Omar Lihain, he said, you better believe it. And he was commonly at my table. And I said, have you ever seen Shecholatz B'yavama? Have you ever seen Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira perform chalitza for a Yavama? Amarli, he says to me, have I ever seen it? You better believe it. I saw many, 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 many times. And I got very excited. I was like, wow, that's incredible. You saw him do chalitza many times. Well, let me ask you a question. What type of shoe did he use? Did he use a minnow shoe, a softer one or a sandal, a harder one? Amarli says, what do you mean? <laughs> what did he use? Are you allowed to do chalitza with a minnow? You can't do it. You can't use a minnow. What, what type of question is that? There's no way Rabbi Yudu Ben-Misiri used the minnow. I don't even know where you're coming from. So I said to him, if so, what did Rabbi Meir see? To say, that if the Yavama does chalitza with a minnow, chalitza sekshira. If you're saying it's, it's an explicit verse, that there's a drasha that you cannot use a minnow, why does your mayor hold you can use a minnow? Rabbi Yaakov Aymer Mishmai, 
And Rabbi Yaakov quotes your mayor to say, you're allowed to use a minnow lechatchila. Okay, so Rabbi Meir is going to argue. But the bottom line is, you see a machlekes tanoim about whether a minnow could be used. Rabbi ben Becerra never used a minnow, according to the testimony of this elderly man, because of the drusha in the pasuk. But Rabbi Meir did use the did use the a minnow. He held it was okay. Now, umanda amar lechatchila loy my time. But what's the reason um, for the manda amar who says that you know we eat, that a minnow should ideally not be used? Because if you look at this Machlekes Tanaim, either there's a verse telling me it's forbidden, it ain't going to work, or it's completely kosher. Where's the opinion, which seems to be implied by the expression of our Mishnah, that a minnow is fine, but not ideal? Where does that come from? That's kind of like a middle ground. It says the Gemara, According to the opinion who says, You should not use a minnow, what's the reason? Because it is... Panta have a panta meal because the the uh, a minnow is a shoe like we said that we're more familiar with. It kind of surrounds the whole foot. So you can see the problem of a minnow is that it's uh, considered to be on top of the foot. The arkasa meal de maal, and then we'll call it the um, the shoelaces. You know the straps of the shoe. Um, is going to now, be, which she has to untie, are no longer going to be considered on top of his foot because the straps are going to be on top of the shoe that's on top of his foot. And maybe that's why it's, it's uh, not lechatchila. It shouldn't work at all then. In other words, she has to, un, she has to remo- you know, uh, the, the straps that need to be removed have to be on his foot. If, if um, a min'o is the, the problem is that it, there's already a cover within the shoe that the strap's going to go on, and therefore when you undo the strap, it's not going to be like you're undoing his foot. You're just undoing the shoe. But then it shouldn't even work like, it shouldn't even work with the Evet. You shouldn't even work with the Evet. So basically the Gemara is sticking with our question. We have a question here, and that is, where, where does this uh, middle ground opinion come from that a minnow is B'dyevet and not L'Chathila? Answers the Gemara, G'zeira Misho Minnow Mefurut, you're right, but rather that uh, the reason why we make a decree of Dievet is because we're concerned that a person may use a ruined minnow. Okay, a, a ruined minnow means it already had a uh, already had a tear; it was ripped, so that's not going to be fit at all for chalitza. And we were concerned that you may end up using the wrong, uh, you know, a minnow that's in the wrong stage. Maybe that's just the decree of the Rabbanon Yehachi. Uh, inami, or you could say mishum because a person might do chalitza uh, using only a half of a minol. Half a minol is apparently there was um, a minolayim, you know, these minolim that wouldn't cover the entire foot; they would only cover part of the foot. And as we learned before, that if you have a shoe that's too small, the it would be valid as long as the yavam kept majority of his foot in. So that's to cover at least the majority. Um, over here as well, we're concerned. Perhaps if we allow the minnow, um, people would use a minnow that doesn't cover the majority of the foot. So therefore, the Rabbana make a gzera that ideally you should not use a minnow at all. Amar Rav, Rav says, Ilav de chasime le chabibi. If I ha- if not for, uh, 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 if not for um, noticing my chabibi. It's interesting. Chabibi is similar. Chabibi means chaviv, beloved. 
In Hebrew, the, the word for uncle is dodi. Yeah, is, is also my beloved one. An uncle is called, a, it's a very beloved relationship people have with their uncles. See, if I had not uh, observed my uncle doing chalitza with, with a sandal that has shinsen, that has straps, I would not have, uh, you know, officiated of any chalitza ella be sandal of the taya. I would have only used a, a sandal of the tayim. Tayim are traveling uh, Bedouins or Arabs. Because it's, it connects more tightly. Haduk is, uh, it connects more tightly to the foot. So I would, I would davka use a more tightly fitted shoe as opposed to a looser shoe. Okay. If not for seeing my uncle do a looser one as well. Okay, so he's agreeing that a looser one is fine. Bahai di dun and our sandals. Afalgab de ispe chumrasa katrinon bay misna. Even though it would have a knot in it, we're going to tie it to a strap. Kihichi da have a chalitza semalyas in order to make it a valid chalitza. Gavalik. Viter says the Gemara. Simen hataras yevama sandal. The simen for the next halachas we're going to learn is hatara, um, hataras yevama and sandal. Om Rav Rav. Rav says in the name of Rav, hataras yevama l'shuk b'shmitas raivha. Okay, you should know that in order for it to be a valid chalitza, you need to take off the shoe from most of the yavam's, okay, from most of the yavam's uh, heel has to come out of the shoe. Maybe that's a challenging question. If let's say it, uh, they untied the straps of the minnal or the sandal, or he, most of his foot took out, came out, the reason why it's not kosher is because he took, no, it's because he took a shua. But let's say she took, um, his foot out. Chalitzasik Shader is going to be kosher. Hit us. In other words, she has to be the one to do it. Raiva Regalin seems most of his foot, yeah. Raiva Akevloi, but not most of his heel. So we're assuming that the foot and the heel are two different, uh, two different things. As Gemara Loi, Hainu Raiva Regal, Hainu Raiva Akev. It's the same thing. By my car, they Raiva Regal. Why are we calling most of the heel, most of the foot? Why would you do that? Dekula Chayla de Kara Alei Dechis. Because really, when a person stands, most of the most of the weight goes onto his heel, and hence the heels, like the mainstay, we'll call it of the foot. It says the Gemara Meseli the Rabbianai. This brisa is approved to Rabbianai. The Yomar Rabbianai Bein Shehitirhu V'Shamahi. Whether the Yavam opened the straps and the Yavama took off the shoe, or Bein Shetirhu, or whether she undid the straps V'Shamahu, he took off the shoe. Chalitzos Absula. It's not going to work. You know when it's valid? Here we go. She's got to do the whole process. Okay. She's got to untie the shoe and remove the shoe in order for it to be a kosher chalitza. So, Rabbi Rabbi Shaila, question searching for information. Kerasu mahu. What is the halacha if instead of untying the, the mineral or sandal of the yavam, she went and she just ripped it off? Ripped it off. You didn't untie nothing. Yank that shoe off. Surafasu mahu. What if the shoe, uh, whatever the circumstance was, had to be burnt off? Okay? It had to be burnt off. 
However, uh, however, they figured that out. All right. So, what is the halacha? Galuye kara beinon. Do we need the main thing is that the foot is now seen So it worked. The bottom line is the shoe came off. Or maybe you need that she actually unties the straps and you don't have that. So that's his shaila. The answer is teku. Eliyahu Novi will come and answer. The question stands. We don't know. We don't know. What, what don't we know? We don't know whether the main part of chalitza is the untying of the shoe. We don't know whether the main part of the chalitza is the removal of the shoe. Or maybe... You need both. Maybe they're both main and they're both ma'akiv. We, we, we don't know. And therefore take them. What is Allah? If he's wearing a one shoe inside of another shoe. What's the case? If you're going to tell me the Obama took off the top shoe and the, and the other shoe remains on, is that possible? Remember, what did we learn beforehand that, uh, earlier on on the Yomud? She has to take the, the shoe off his foot, not the shoe off of something that's on top of his foot. That doesn't work. Says the Gemara, like Tzricha. No, we don't need to know what the case is. She took off the, uh, she, she tore off the upper shoe and then, uh, and then um, after tearing off the upper shoe, she took off the lower shoe. The Kai Eloi. And the upper one is still there. So here's what happened. She kind of cut open an opening through the top shoe, but it's still there. And then she removed the bottom shoe while the upper shoe was there. I don't know. For, however they decided to do this, this guy's got this thing. He doesn't want his foot to be seen. Yeah, so there. But she ultimately did remove the bottom shoe. My, what's the halacha there? Chalitza bi'ina and va'ika. Do you need chalitza? She did take a, she, she did take a shoe off of his foot, directly from his foot. And therefore, it should be valid. Maybe you need that his foot is revealed. And his foot's not revealed, even though she removed the bottom layer. It's not there. That's his shayla. Says the Gemara, Can such a thing ever happen? Says the Gemara, Yeah, it can happen. And it's an in. One going to the shuk, wearing five pairs of, um, of like softer shoes. Okay. So uh, he wore, uh, you know, a, a lot of shoes for whatever, his comfort, whatever. And therefore we have a Shiloh. Now, the Gemara is not answering. And the Chorah would be a, a similar answer to what we said before, the Teku. We're unsure. Now we're unsure whether the main thing is the revealing of the foot or the main thing is the untying of the shoe. Okay. Who was raised amongst the Yavams. Okay? Amongst the Yavams. Amongst the, bro- the Yavamim, the brothers of her husband. So a guy dies childless, he has a widow, and the widow knows the other brothers very, very well. Okay. She can marry one of the brothers, um, and we're not concerned that at some point she took off the sandal from one of them, thereby like helping them take off their shoe because they they got a knot in it and they it was too long it was too hard for them to do it themselves, and that would cause an automatic chalitza apparently. 
He hit us now. If that were to be true, that means chalitza does not need das. The Gemara is concerned like this. If you have a woman who's very familiar with the whole family, she lived, you know, when people get married, they would just build an extension onto their parents' home. So she lived with his family, and uh, he passes away childless. One, you know, okay, they're waiting on Yibam. One day, one of her brother-in-law's, uh, 13 years old, comes in, kvetching, uh, you know, he can't get his boots off from the snow. Can't get it off, too tight. Okay, he's 13 years old. So the older sister-in-law will call her. She says, come, I'll help you. She unties his shoelace and helps him take his boot off. It <laughs> makes his life easier, okay? So... Did, did that is that an effective chalitza? And now she can't marry, can't do yim on anybody. Time of the reason why um, we say so, we say it's okay. Says the reason why we say it's okay. We never saw her take a shoe off. But let's say we would have seen her take the shoe off her thirteen-year-old brother-in-law. We would be concerned. Maybe she shouldn't marry the other ones. Whether. The Yavam had das and she didn't. Whether she had das and he didn't. Until both of them had kavana together. So you see, even if let's say she did, we did see her take off the shoe, it should be fine. It shouldn't be a valid chalitza. Says Gemara, you're right. Hachi Kamar. Rather, this was this is what Rabbi Marab meant to say when he said that that um, you know his chid- when he wanted to make a chiddush of ein that there's no concern. Even though we know she took the shoe, the shoe off, the boot off, there's no concern that maybe once she took the boot off, maybe they were thinking, oh, you know? Or one of them was thinking, oh, the, you know, this technically could be a chalitza. Okay? We're not concerned about that. And therefore, she could still marry any of the brothers. Vigadamri. There are those who say, that no, Rebuta Marav is teaching us, the reason why she's allowed to stay with the brothers is because we didn't see her. But let's say we, we would have seen her take a shoe off. We would be kavana. And this that the Brisa taught us, that Chalitza needs Kavana. That only means to allow her to marry somebody else. But as far as marrying the brother, she, she's puzzle. Meaning, because it's a suffix. Suffix that Raisa Lechumra. We're just in doubt. Maybe there's a chance. Now, it's not really Safi Daraisa because they're a banner making the chashash, but be it as it may, we, we could understand this, this discrepancy that if we see her take the boot off of her brother in law, maybe we would say that she's forbidden to her brother in laws because she might have had das, but she's also forbidden to everybody else because we know there's no concern. It's really a valid chalitza. I'm Ravida Marav. Ravida says the name of Rav. Sandal Hatafar Bepishton. If you have a sandal that is. Tafur that is um, sewed together. The various parts of the sandal are sewed together with pishtan, with linen. Ein cholzenbay. You cannot do it. Use it for chalitza. Shnamar ve'en aleich tochash. Incredible. Remember the tochash. This is the uh, rainbow colored or the multicolored animal that Avra that uh, Adam and Chava covered themselves with after the chet. It's also the tachash animal that showed up in the midbar to be used as a covering of the um, of the uh, uh, mishkan. Also was a tachash animal. So tachash. So this uh, this seems to imply that it has to be a regular shoe made out of leather. Maybe it's only a shoe that's made with tachash skins. Tachash. Maybe you're not allowed to make a shoe that use a shoe that's made out of. Uh, 
Cowhide. Na'al, na'al riba. No, shoe, shoe includes any type of leather. If it's an inclusive word, so include any type of shoe. What's the difference? So why did it say tochash? Yeah? So it must be, it says tochash, but it also says na'al, which seems to imply any shoe. What does that mean? Any type of shoe, as long as it is in a similar category of a tochash, which is an animal. So it's got to be a leather shoe. So, so far we've established that she has to do both steps the untying and the removal. We also know um, that the shoe has to be directly on his foot. And we also know what type of shoe. The shoe has to be made out of leather. A question searching for information. Who shall our, let's say, the shoe is made out of leather. And the straps shall say her. Are made out of sayer, are made out of hair. Mahu, what is the halacha? Does the entire thing need to be leather? Or can I have the straps made out of hair? Yeah. Now, tachash means, what does tachash skins have? Hair. So when you have an animal, there's, there's hair in it. So the hair grows on the skin. So it goes, it's fine. It, it shouldn't be a problem, says the Gemara. It says, Let the whole shoe be made out of hair. karka mikri. No. That's not called the shoe. That's not called the minnow. It's not called the sandal. Uh, that, that's, that's a whole different name. It's called the karka. Okay? And karka is when you have a, a shoe made out of various fibers of hair. And that's already excluded. So we know it has to be something called a shoe. Since it has to be called a shoe, it's got to be that type of material. We know it, that material needs to be leather because of tachash. And we know the straps are allowed to be hair because as long as the shoe still is called a shoe, you can also have the hair which is connected to the tachash. That's how this. Uh, that, that's how all these um, halachas play out. How do you know that the pasuk of she removes the shoe from the top of his feet is chalitza? How do you know it means to take it off? Doma it says, They should remove the avonim, the stones, asher that are in them. Hanega, the tsaras affliction. What does chalitza mean? They remove the stones. So it doesn't mean anything else other than removal. So when it says to the chiltu, I say, you remove the shoe. It means to prepare it. Prepare for yourself, warriors. And therefore, the, the Yavama should do chalitza by preparing the shoe for his foot, putting it on, but not by taking it off. It says, No, the, even in that pasuk of you know what it means? These men should separate themselves from their house to prepare to go to war. It says, He will be to the poor with his poverty, okay, which means to, to uh, help out and give support to. So maybe it means put the shoe on to support the foot. What this means is that uh, with the schar of, of uh, somebody suffering with poverty, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will remove, the, that's a, a Zolzana Kapara, Right, that's an atonement for the person. 
says the Malach of Hashem, he camped the Malach Hashem around the ray of those who fear him by Yechaltzim, and he is by Yechaltzim. Okay? Now, by Yechaltzim seems to, if a Malach Hashem surrounded good people, it means to protect them. So maybe what does a shoe do? It protects the foot. So maybe you put on the shoe to protect the foot, and you know, you don't, it's not, it doesn't mean taking off the shoe. The Gemara is asking again. Maybe Chalitza is to put on a shoe. Answer the Gemara. Also, over there it means as well that a reward for fearing Hashem, a person is also spared from the Dina of Gehenim. But this it says in the Pasuk, and you'll have strong bones. This is the greatest bracha of all. This The strengthening of the bones is mamish the is, is the best bracha to have one's health? Rava says garmi. It means to to strengthen the bones. So again, maybe it means to give strength to the foot and not to make a removal from the foot. So Gemara says in mimashmahachim mashmahachim. You're right. Chalitza can sometimes mean to take off, and sometimes it means to prepare to or or help. If you're going to say that it means Zeruzehu to be Mizaris, to, you know, join in. The Torah should have said, she should do Chalitza on his foot. What does it mean, Me'al, from his foot? It means you're taking something from his foot, that is the removal of the shoe. So interestingly, the Gemara is agreeing that the word Chalitza itself doesn't necessarily have connotations of automatic removal. It could be either one. So how do I know? So Gemara says, God says, May al ragloi, you take you you take the the shoe from his foot. That doesn't seem to imply you're putting something on his foot. You take it from his foot. Says Gemara, Yava ikasav rachmana baragloi. If you would have said on his foot, have a mina karagloi in bishukai loi, but not on his thigh. Because rachmana may al ragloi daafilu bishukai. Therefore, it says may al ragloi to imply even on his shikes. So the bottom line is, says the Gemara, I have another approach how to use that that verse that that uh, pasuk. So now we're back to our question. How do you know that Chalitza means to take the shoe off? Answers the Gemara. Um, Cain, if that would be true, meaning we're, we're giving a whole new approach, if Chalitza means to put the shoe on, that which is on his foot. My me'al raglai, what does it mean from on his foot? Shmamina, mishlafu. You see, it's, it's a removal and it's not a placement. Period. End of that Gemara. Here we go. Now the Gemara is going to get a little bit into uh, some uh, fascinating Agadita. Omar le'ahu minol, Rabbi Gamliel, a quick story. There was a min, there was an apikiris, a heretic, who said to Rabbi Gamliel, Amo dechalatzle more minei dechsev b'tsoinam uvekaram yechu levakesh es Hashem v'loi yeimotzu cholatz mehem. So let's translate that. Let's uh, translate this pasuk. Klal Yisrael, your Amma, your people, the Cholatz Mari Minei, who Hashem did Chalitza to, which means Hashem separated from us. B'tzaynam with their sheep, uvekarim their cattle, yechu they will go levakish as Hashem to search Hashem v'lay matzu, and they won't find them Cholatz Mehem because He did Chalitza on them. Omar le. So the min, the Sapikaira said to Rabbi Gamliel, "What are you wasting your time for? Because Baruch already left." Omar le. Rabbi Gamliel says, "Shaita, you fool. Miksiv cholatz lohem. Does he did chalitza to them? No, chalatz mayem. He did chalitza 
from them. That's what it says. If there's Yavama, whose brother is the Chalitza, Midi Mishosha Isbe, is there is there uh, any mamoshes? Is there any uh, validity to that? No, doesn't work. So, this, so too, even when Klal Yisrael does Averis, we do something wrong. It's letting us know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu's that um, Hakadosh Baruch Hu actually never severs his bond from us. Okay. Period. Two dots. Gavaldik. The Mishnah told us that if, let's say, instead of using a minnow or a sandal, instead of using something that's called a shoe, she removed a shdid chalitza by removing a sack from the foot, then we say apostle. The member, do you mean to say that Ampili is not Do you mean to tell me that Ampili is not considered a shoe? To not learn to the Mishnah. The person who separates Shuma cannot go in. Uh, uh, cannot go in to the um, to the the room that stored all the all your, the treasury. They cannot go in. You're not let to go in with sewn garments which has like cuffs or socks because we don't want anybody to suspect or maybe you stuck you, you know you skimmed a little bit off the top certainly you don't need to even talk about because anyway you're not allowed to go into uh, the azara with a minnow or a sandal now why are you not allowed to wear a sock only because people might say oh you, you're sock stuffing yeah you stuffed up your socks with cash but if not for that it would be considered a shoe that you're allowed to walk away. You're allowed to walk around in. So you see that Anpalya is considered a shoe. Says the Gemara, "I'm in a contradiction." Echad min al v'sand of Anpalya lo yitalbam. Let me let me buy the buys. Let me meet the lamita. You're not allowed to walk around with a minnow sandal or in an Anpalya from house to house or mita mita. We'll call it from bedroom to bedroom. Okay, what is this talking about? Even on Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to wear shoes. Even for a short distance to go from house to house, from room to room, not let it wear it at all. But it seems that we're putting an anpalya into the same category as a shoe. Amr Abayabai says, the ispek sisi umishum tainuk. No, not because it's a shoe, but the rather, rather the reason is because it's too comfortable. It's too comfortable. You're not supposed to wear things that are too comfortable on Yom Kippur. Amr Abayabai, Rabbi says, Mishum tainuk asiri. Yeah, just because something's comfortable on Yom Kippur. Are you going to tell me that it's Asr? Rabbi Baravuna, Karach Soja, Karivinavik, Rabbi Baravuna would uh, put a sudder, put a handkerchief on his foot and go outside so he shouldn't, so he shouldn't be uncomfortable. Yeah, he wore Crocs, we'll call it. Just because Crocs are comfortable, you're going to tell me now that we're in Yom Kippur? Why, why are you adding to it? In other words, again, we're going back to our question. If there doesn't make any sense that the reason for a sack to be called a shoe is is the reason why we're prohibiting on Yom Kippur, it must be that a sack is called a shoe. That's the only reason why we would prohibit it. Just because it's comfortable is not a reason to prohibit it. It must be a shoe. Good answer. There's two types of socks. Okay. There's one sock that's called a shoe. And that's made out of leather. There's another sock that's not called a shoe. It's called a sock. And that is made out of uh, anything else. You know, wool, linen. 
It's logical to say this. If you don't respond like this, we're going to have a contradiction with the A person who's not allowed to walk, walk around with inside of his house, continuing on the halachas of Yom Kippur. Okay. Um, Lost the place, I'm sorry. You're allowed to wear socks inside your house. So you're allowed to wear these socks. But the other brides said you can't go from room to room. So what is it? Rather, it must be. There's two types of ampalia, two types of socks. One type of sock made out of leather is going to be forbidden. It's not called it because it is called a shoe. The other type of ampalia, which is not forbidden, is made out of any other fabric. Okay. Tanikavasi the Rava, we have a price approving Rava. If let's say she does Halitza with a minnow that was torn, but it still covered most of his foot. Bisandal, or she did Halitza with a sandal, Hanivchas, that was, um, it was Pachas, it was lacking, there was something wrong with it. But even so, most of his foot fitted. The sandal shall sham, or she used the sandal of sham, the shall siv. These are various types of, of uh, growths that come from the ground. So the shoes are made out of these, you know, these uh, various growths. The kavakita, or the, the guy had a, um, um, he was an amputee. He lost a foot, so she removed his prosthetic. The mic, or uh, mic, okay? Mic is um, also something of a uh, softer type of bottom of the shoe made out of some sort of animal hair. Bismicha saraglayim, or something that um, helped him helped him walk, okay? Um, trying to give an example of that. You know, sometimes they put like tennis balls on the bottom of walkers so to not ruin the bottom of the walker. You know, so he had some sort of material on the bottom of his foot to help him walk. And she, uh, you know, took that off. Or this leather sock. And a person does chalitza by taking, uh, by, ta- uh, by removing the shoe of a gadol top of tomorrow's daf. Whether he's standing, sitting, or leaning. And similarly, a person who does chalitza from a blind man, chalitza sekshera. All these cases, the chalitza is going to be valid. Now again, what does kshera mean? It's not ideal, but if it is what it is, and that's what needed to be done, it's okay. It works. Let's say she did chalitza with a minnow that was torn and does not cover most of the foot. Or with something that's for his hands, not for his feet. Yeah? Something for his hands. That's not going to work. Or with socks of fabric, which is we learned before is not called a shoe. With her brother-in-law, who's still a katan, in all these cases, the chalitza is puzzle, period. So the bottom line is, you know why we're quoting all these prices, not only for the halachas of chalitza, but we just clarified very clearly, we see a number of situations, number of prices, where anpilya has, depends what you're referring, depends on the context. Sometimes it's leather, sometimes it's made out of other materials. When it's made out of leather, it's going to be a valid chalitza, if necessary. If it's not made out of leather, it's not going to be valid, and because it's not called a shoe. 
And that halacha, as we learned, translates to Yom Kippur as well. If you wear uh, uh, an pilya made out of other things on Yom Kippur, other materials, that's fine. You're not wearing a shoe. However, if it's made out of R, then that's enough of a sack to be called a shoe, and it would be an issue on Yom Kippur. We'll hold it here for today. And Bez Hashem, we'll pick up from here tomorrow evening, Matzi Shabbos, 10 p.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos, everybody.